Welcome to Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jacob Evans, who is fresh off the plane from a semester at Harvard. Was it a semester? Was it a week? Oh, it how just how a long weekend, were you there, Casey? Jacob? It was just a weekend. Weekend. And, and you were doing some cool course while you were there? Always cool courses at Harvard. Yes. So Jacob Unlike other is, universities, there are always cool courses at Harvard. So I work in higher education, and Jacob is doing some extension stuff at, at Harvard. And uh, every time he tells me about his class, I'm like, you're so excited about your class. Uh, and he's like, well, you work in education. Shouldn't everyone be excited? I'm like, some people are less excited about getting uh, education. But anyway, glad you're excited. I am excited. It, it is always fun to learn new things. And this is something we talk about on the show a lot. Like, it's... It's a treat to me and, and to yourself, I think, to to learn new things and to become a little bit more developed and thoughtful and, and all of the good stuff. Yes. Well, we will start calling you professor and you can be uh, our knowledge uh, checker. On That's great. I'm so. going to hold you to that. <laughs> well, uh, here we are. We are in our season two talking about planning. And thus far, we have done uh, several different types. We did an overview episode about planning and how to get ready to plan. We did an episode on weekly planning and how to set up uh, a good week. We do a, did an episode on daily planning. And today, we're going to tackle quarterly planning. And the next time, yearly. And then after that, life planning. So, Jacob, why are there so many rhythms to planning? Why, why can't you just have one rhythm? Because there are different altitudes of planning. Oh, There's different yes. perspectives on our work and life and, and all that stuff. And, and in order to gain perspective, we often need to go up in altitude. There you go. And if you are missing one of the altitudes, what can happen is it, it, it hijinks you at, at lower levels, right? Like you're, if you don't have a solid quarterly plan or a solid annual plan, then your daily plan becomes harder to execute uh, when you're doing that. Or, or it just leads to misalignment. Maybe it's still easy to execute, but the things that you're doing maybe on a weekly basis or on a daily basis are out of alignment with the things that you'd really like to be doing or the things that you feel like you're, you, you've been put on this earth to do. Yeah, there you go. And if you always are just living in the day to day, you'll never get to those higher altitude uh, things. And so that's why I'm excited to talk about quarterly, because I feel like quarterly is you have gone off the runway in the plane. Like you have gone barreling down with your daily, right? That's like the first jerk on an airplane when you start to go and then you feel the the lift off. That is your weekly planning, right? Like you're still your head's back a little bit. And when you hit quarterly, I feel like that's when uh, you've hit the cruising altitude and the captain's like, hey, I got a soda coming around for you. I got some peanuts uh, because this one uh, you'll pull yourself out of the day to day while you focus on a plan for the quarter. So let, let's start kind of high level. Uh, what is quarterly planning to you, Jacob, and, and how have you used it in your career? I think for me, quarterly planning is, and I think quarters are kind of a good, I mean, you can get a lot done in a quarter, which is why I kind of like quarterly planning. And I think quarters are good because um, you can set some meaningful goals that you can get done in that quarter, some sizable goals that you can get done in that quarter. And uh, I, you know, I, I, as with weekly planning and even daily planning, 
I try to limit the number of things I try to get done in a quarter to no more than three. Three sort yeah. of bigger initiatives that take more than that often take more than a week or a couple weeks to get done. So that's yeah, that's, that's why I love quarters is it gives us an opportunity to set some more meaningful and sizable goals that um that tie to our life mission and purpose and why you know we work and and, and do the things we do day in and day out. Yeah, and the quarter time frame I find I can't go any longer than three months. And in fact, I, I've joked on this uh, podcast before that I usually crawl into my quarterly retreat, like I, I wishing I had done it a couple weeks earlier because I'm so ready to refocus and realign with those big picture things. But before we get too deep into it, I, I, I want to reflect back in my career. Here's my fable. Uh, I noticed one time, and I, I've been doing these quarterly retreats, I would say about five years, and we'll talk about the retreat part here in a minute. And the reason I started was because I noticed, and we'll talk about this more in the yearly planning, that every time I'd get to my yearly planning, I had the same goal on there for 20 years, Jacob. I have 20 years wow. of every year I'll take, I take my birthday, I go away, I do some reflection, um, and I, and I have it in the same notebook. I just add a page every time. And for the same 20 years, I had a goal that every year I didn't accomplish. And so I was looking for, I get so excited at the yearly mark about setting these goals, but then there's ones that I never get around to hitting. Now I did hit that goal this year, by the way. Uh, so yay for me. Um, but it took me saying, okay, I have these goals for the year, but I really need a quarterly time where I actually plan, I break them apart. I get everything in preparation for that next quarter in order to hit those bigger goals. You ever had anything like that? Yeah, I, I like you, uh, often crawl into my weekly, or I'm sorry, my quarterly retreat. And yeah, it, and, and, and I have found that there have been probably a few years where I had a goal, in my head at least, that I wanted to get done, but it never materialized. Yeah, For a variety of reasons. Like, I was working on other stuff. And um, one of the things that I found, and, and I kind of referenced this earlier, is even when I did have quarterly goals, it was some of them were in, were not in alignment with what I really wanted to do as a person, mm. the things that I really wanted to do with my life. So one of the wonderful things about a retreat, taking some time out to kind of push back on kind of our daily routines and all the things that go on in our households and all the things that go on at work and to step away from all that and to get perspective, I think is really helpful. And it helps us kind of get into a mode where we can think a little bit more uh, deeply about our life and our purpose and, and all that. And then, and then use those thoughts to influence our quarterly planning. Yeah. Love that. Or to set quarterly it goals, you know? Yeah, exactly. That three month kind of time frame, which also syncs up with most business rhythms, right? As far as how uh, reports are due and how earnings are, are calculated. So the quarterly cadence, I think, works really well. So I have five steps uh, for quarterly reviews. But before I do that, I have a couple like uh, precursors or prerequisites before I think to help people. And I think we've talked about this already, but we've talked about the idea of a retreat versus just a planning day. And so 
this is what's evolved for me over the past several years. It used to be that I would take like an afternoon at Starbucks and then it turned into, I'm going to take a full day. Then it's like, well, I'm going to go to a hotel and do a retreat there, or I'm going to go to a co-working space. My, one of my last retreats, I actually took a train ride from, uh, nice. from Seattle all the way down to San Diego. And that was, and I did my retreat on the train, but I think the first kind of pro tip to get started is to get out of your normal environment. It certainly helps. I've, I've done it all of those ways too, except for the train ride. I've never done the train ride. So that's on the list. Pretty fun. Pretty um, fun. And I've <laughs> said this before, and this is where Casey and I kind of differ. I'm kind of like doing it is more important than where you do it. So if you're, if you, if you, and, and there have been times where I just didn't have the luxury of yeah. getting out of the house. And I did have the luxury of taking some time off in the house so and, and was able to do my quarterly retreat. I, I think the point is is to do it yep. if you can, if you've got the time, if you've got the, the treasure to do it, go go somewhere else for a little bit. It, it, yeah, it really does Different help. seasons it really of lives, right? Like you have a bunch of little – you have little kids. I have older kids. Well, you have a little kid. Uh, hopefully. Do you have more? Maybe there's more running around. Dude, just there. one and a couple dogs. <laughs> one but she's very active so uh, <laughs> i feel like a couple but yeah uh, this is different obviously depending on your life's search circumstance and the funds you can devote to it but i do think do something to get yourself out of your normal routine even if you work at the kitchen table versus working in your office or you go you know sit at starbucks or someplace like that but get yourself out of your normal daily rhythm routine where you work in order to avoid distraction and I think this goes with the other two, because for me, a quarterly retreat is work. So I will schedule myself out of the office, but I do not take PTO for my quarterly retreat. I am working every much as if I was in meetings all day. It is every bit as important to the company, to my success in my leadership role. And so that's another pro tip I'd give is like, be out of the office, but don't feel like you need to take PTO. This is work and you should encourage uh, your team to do it as well. Like on my team, every one of my senior leaders takes a quarterly retreat and that is a, a work day because, and then the best part about making it a work day is I can also hold them accountable to do it. So it works, nice. uh, it works really nice, but, uh, yeah, don't take PTO days for your quarterly retreats. You'll burn a week of your vacation over the year. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I kind of downplayed this a little bit, but I just want to underscore it. There is something really nice about getting out of kind of a comfort zone and going somewhere yeah. else. It really does put me and I think a lot of other people into a different headspace and, and it, it really can uh, help create more ideas and, and help us feel um, a little bit more at liberty to, to plan and, and help us kind of, you know, be a little more contemplative too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Then the last, just like before you start tip, something to keep in mind, I think is just to build in lots of rest during this process. Uh, when I first started this, I would do like an eight hour reflection day and then I would go a little crazy by the end of it. Like I would be, my leg would be shaking and I would have jitters, you know, just because I, I you know, you spend that much time reflecting and I think you can drive yourself a little crazy. And so I would say my, most of my quarterly retreats are like, okay, I'm going to do one section, then I'm going to take a two hour nap, then I'm going to do another section, then I'm going out to dinner, then I'm going to come back and do a section, nice. you know, and uh, give yourself some time. So you don't just power through this. So or just, just so I get this hard. right, Casey, you spent eight hours <laughs> reflecting, like just I think reflecting. 
Well, I just want to spend planning. eight hours reflecting. Like I that's a lot, lot of reflecting. On, <laughs> I, I, I got a lot going on in my life. Uh, no, I. Uh, it would be the reflection and then the planning and then the God organization, it. which we'll you get just, into. You here just kind of go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, without yes. without taking breaks. I'm with you. Yeah, and what I've learned over time is that it's as important to build in uh, downtime during this. Because uh, some of my best ideas, I'm going to be honest, come when I go take a nap or I go take a walk, you know, where I'm at, or I go sit in a coffee shop for a while. Um, I do try to get out of, you know, having people around that I know because that will pull me out. Um, but I've just found, like, you can't try to cram too much in about 90 minutes continuous is about as long as I can go without needing a break, which is funny because that's actually kind of the rule of thumb with doing conferences and things like, you know, if someone's sitting for more than 90 minutes, you're going to lose their focus. So make sure you take lots of breaks as you're doing this. Any that, other tips you'd add? No, that's great advice. I really questions? like the take a nap, go to dinner. And, and there's some brain science too that, that tells us that by giving our brains an opportunity to think about things kind of in the background while we're doing other things, it'll, it'll bring to mind other ideas later. Uh, so it's really good for it's it's good for your brain. Okay, cool. Well, here I go. I'm going to go through these five, and then I want to get your input on them and see if it's similar to what you do or if it's different than what you do. Hopefully, we'll get a good debate on some of these here. Um, but the first thing I do, and this is going to sound like you've uh, rewinded back to the last episode because some of the structure is pretty similar, actually. Uh, because the very first thing I do is I'm going to capture wins and misses from the previous quarter. So if you've been doing weekly reviews, uh, this is really simple because all I do is I go back and I review my weekly reviews. So in my weekly review, I review my daily reviews in my quarterly review. I review my weekly reviews and I look for wins and misses over that previous quarter that I can document. Yeah, uh, one other thing that I do as part of this step um, that's kind of complimentary is I evaluate last quarter's goals, and I know you'll be, we'll be talking about that here in a minute, to see how they went. Like, did I get them done? If I didn't get it done, did I get it close to getting them done? If yeah. I didn't get close to getting them done or did get, get close to getting them done, why? Why did I get yes. close or why did I, why, why did I miss? So I, I try to, during this sort of reflection, capture win and misses step, uh, consider my my previous goals. So if you have previous goals, uh, maybe they aren't even your goals. Maybe they're goals that you have set for the company. Think about those. Yeah, that's really smart. And review any, it, this is actually my step too, but but I, I totally agree with you. Review any operating plans, review any, you know, kind of, uh, you know, things that you formalized about, you know, what you were going to do uh, during that time. Because if you don't go back to them, you, you're, you're just going to lose them. There are a couple of things that I pay special attention to as I'm doing this review. Uh, most specifically, uh, I look for anything that connects to the formal goals that I set. Um, so I'm going to flag those in, in my review. And then second, uh, I pay attention to any areas or I try to look through the, the daily reflections that I do and look for areas where I felt either underprepared uh, for a project or, or I feel exposed, right? Like I, I'm in a, uh, this is a me, but I'll give an example. Like I'm in a finance meeting and they're using terms that I've never heard of. I'll, I'll, now I will be me. I'm in a marketing meeting. And I don't know what the crap they're telling me. Cause I've marketing is like my Achilles heel in, in business. Uh, like 
and then I just jot down potential ideas for what would I do development wise to get better at that. Um, but this is one thing I've added in the past couple of reviews that I've done. And I think it's been really interesting place to put my anxiety, uh, from the past quarter down to a place where I could make it actionable. So Casey, do you just list those things or are those things used as kind of raw material for some future step that we're going to talk about? Yeah, both. Um, okay. So I, I'll list them for future things. And I, again, I use a planner that has a good system built into it. But generally my quarter, it's not big enough for me. So I just end up with a notebook and jotting down ideas and, you know, just make a couple headings of, you know, what went well, what was a miss, what was an area that that I felt underprepared. And, and because sometimes I, I, I like to break that out of the miss category because often, you know, I would just put that in the miss, but I kind of let myself off the hook over the years of like, no, that's not something that I should have known. That is a, a development area for me. And so I'm going to put it in that, in that step. And it, I don't know, it just makes me feel a little better and also uh, allows me to capture that when I go look at the goals that I'm going to set for the future quarter. Got it. Very cool. Yeah. Then the last thing I, I just do a quick start, top, continue, you know, based on what I just learned or what I reflected on, what is it that I'm going to start doing that I'm going to stop doing that I'm going to continue doing, uh, the next quarter. And again, making the, making notes in, in the notebook so that when I get to setting my goals for the quarter, I'll have lots of fodder to choose from when okay. I get there. So I just want to make that distinction. Are these just options that you're, you're kind of considering? So they're not like, yeah. you're not committing to anything at this point. These are just absolutely not. options yeah. that you're like thinking about. Got it. Very cool. Yeah. And, and, and to break it down, like if I looked at my last quarter, I probably had 50 things, you know, within this category that I was listing and I'll narrow that down to like two or three goals that I'm going to focus on for the next quarter. Well, that's a lie. I'll narrow it down to about six goals. I, I'm not good at the three goals. Jacob always makes fun of me for this uh, in our mastermind group, but uh, it, it will get narrowed down quite a bit. And also I'll find themes, right, that I can theme different things together or I'll put it on my maybe in the future list, you know, as something that that I might look at. One other tool that I use during the sort of capture wins and misses step um, is the focus compass, which we talked about in the yep. uh, kind of overview episode where you sit down and you consider tasks that you're doing that are either in your comfort zone or your kind of desire zone and those that aren't. And uh, I, I use that. I'll actually go through my list of completed tasks and kind of theme those out in, 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 in those areas. I don't look at all of them like, uh, you know, I, I just try to look for themes and uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I, I'm, I'm doing the focus compass so I can find things that I don't really want to be doing. And that yeah. sometimes informs <laughs> my future sort of goal setting uh, that, you know, we'll talk about here in a minute. Do you ever set goals to stop doing things? Like, is that part of goals? I, I don't know that I've ever had like a, I, I usually it's more like start doing something, but I, I think that's an interesting thought of like, okay, I'm going to set a goal to stop doing this thing that I'm not supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I, like, for instance, there was a season where I was doing a lot of phone calls and emails and kind of meeting coordination. And I just had all these tasks for calls and emails and meeting coordination. And, um, after completing the focus compass, I decided, you know what, I can get a VA to do that stuff. And I did, and it worked out great. So that was like one of the outcomes. Like I set a goal to get a VA, during that sort of quarterly retreat. 
yeah. that I conducted. And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it really helped me kind of through that season. Um, there's another, like another sort of cut of this where I've looked at tasks that I've done for certain projects or clients. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't like that client. I don't really like what I'm doing. Um, uh, I don't really like this project. And that gave me the opportunity to set goals, to refocus my projects and refocus the types of, um, clients I wanted to be working with that kind of stuff. Nice goal. Fire these three clients. I love it. That's a, that's a good goal. Um, and, and just to note that if you go back and listen to the weekly review, we also talk about how to find these notes, like going through your email, going through your calendar, right? Going through these different areas. And again, if you're doing that weekly review, you don't really have to do that at the quarterly because you've documented that as you've gone. If you're just doing a quarterly review for the first time that you can use that same technique. I'm going to go through some emails that I sent this last quarter, some, what was on my calendar, you know, what was in my note page. Uh, you can do that to find again, this fodder that's going to help you build some goals coming up. Yeah. If you have a task manager, go through your task manager. Yeah. Task manager. Look at that. Look at your notes, all that. Or it'll take a little longer. I mean, cause when you, yeah, (laughs) it'll take a little longer because when you, when you're doing your weekly, uh, uh, planning and you got the, the retrospective that we talked about, the weekly, uh, planning episode, you'll have all that ready to go. But, uh, uh, so it'll take a little longer, but that's okay. You're on a retreat. It's good. And you know, you get and, and, an hour later, you can go get some dinner. It'll be great. And that's it. You have to have lots of uh, time in a retreat because if you don't, you're going to feel pressured as you're going through this. And so again, after I've done with step one of capturing the wins and misses, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go to dinner. I'm going to go walk. This is often the one I do on the airplane. If I'm traveling somewhere, or if I'm, you know, uh, in route somewhere, this is a good one to do then. Um, because you're going to kind of need to spread out for some of these other ones. So this is a good, you know, quick one you can just do with a uh, notepad and a pen. So, okay. So that's step one, capture wins and misses. Step two is now I'm going to review any plans that I have in my life and my goals that I've already set. So, uh, I have what, uh, a life plan, which we're going to do a whole episode on, on life planning, but basically high level overview is it's a plan for several different, I think there's 12 domains in my life, my marriage, my family, my vocation, my avocation, my volunteer work, you know, just these, these different areas that, that make up who we are. And then there's an ideal state in that. And like what, what I'd like that to be, then there's my current state, which is the, you know, where I'm at. Like, I'd love to be you know, ripped, uh, and be able to run a marathon with a week's notice. Right. And that's my ideal state. My current reality is that I can't run when someone's chasing me. That's the only time I can run. Uh, and so what am I going to do to bridge the gap between the two? That's where goals come in, uh, to me is how do I move from a current state to an ideal state in one of these domains? So there's a great book we'll recommend when we get there. Um, but that's high level, but I'll go through that life plan. I'll read through it again and then review my goals from the previous quarter and look at what goals I want to set for the quarter coming up in this step. One of the things that came out of this exercise for me, now I have like three things that I want to be known for in my life. And one of them is being generous and generous with my knowledge. And that was actually how, that's one of the reasons why Casey and I are doing this podcast is it is a way for me to kind of share some of the things I know and the experiences that I've had. But that came out of developing that life plan saying, you know what, I, I want to invest in this area of sharing my knowledge and sharing what I know with other people. And, uh, and, you know, hopefully 
it, 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 it's something that Casey and I can sustain for a long time. But if not, it's okay too, because it's in alignment with my, my life plan. Yeah, that's terrific. And the life plan, again, we're kind of promoting an episode that's to come is really like we could do this backwards and, and, and probably would be ideal to do it backwards. Start with a life plan, then get a year plan, then a quarterly plan, then a weekly plan, then a daily plan. Uh, when, if we're going through those altitudes, uh, but it's also really hard to make it perfect and start that way. So that's why we're kind of working ourselves backwards into this. But again, if you don't go back to these plans that you create, if you don't do analysis on them, on how you're doing, what steps you took, the, the planning is for nothing. And so this is where I revisit that uh, during the quarterly retreat. I will say this too. Like, I think there is some wisdom in starting with weekly and daily and, and kind yeah. of moving up because those activities that happen on the weekly level and on the daily level, they inform our quarters and they can inform our life. And without having done some of those thought exercises or having ca- having not captured um, you know, what's going well, what's not going so well on the weekly level, it can make it kind of hard and daunting to get up to like a life level and go, oh, well, you know, it, it, it's really nice when we've got some material already uh, ready yeah. for us to analyze and to kind of inform these decisions and these plans that we're making. Yeah. And it might be the only way you find time on your calendar to do it too, is if you have a solid uh, daily plan that then frees you up to do That's it right. and a quarterly. Yeah. I like that. So, okay. So let's recap. Uh, step one, capture wins and misses. Step two, review any plans. This is life plan. This is your annual goals. This is your operating plans. This is anything that you've formalized uh, down and come away with two to three goals for the quarter. Uh, Jacob's good at sticking to the two to three goals. Casey has an issue with overcommitment. And so I leave with five to six goals. Uh, but uh, basically what I want to leave this period with is what are my goals? And then there's a couple exercises I do with the goals. One is like, what is motivating me to do these goals? Because sometimes, uh, I don't know if you, this happens to you, but I just get so excited about achieving something that I don't really stop and say, is this a game worth winning? Is this a fight worth fighting? And so calming or slowing down and defining my motivations, why I want to do that. And then, uh, what a reward is if I do it helps me. Sometimes I'll be like, Oh, that wasn't, you know, sounds cool, but it really doesn't connect with anything. So I'm going to cancel that goal. So yeah. One of the phrases I use when I set my quarterly goals is so that I can fill in the blank I am going to blah, 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 blah. And then normally it's by this time. So I, I try to set it, set a goal such that it's a little measurable. I like that. And that I've got the why in there. The so that is is kind of that why prompt that uh, is really important. I think sometimes, like I've done this, I've set goals where there wasn't a real clear why in there. And yeah. it might have sounded really good when I ratified the goal or drafted the goal, but like a few weeks in, it was like, okay, why am I doing this again? I don't, I, I, there was just <laughs> yeah. a disconnect there. And having, having kind of thought about the why is good and it, it can help kind of keep you motivated. It helps keep me motivated when I'm not feeling motivated. Like I'm doing yeah, this for this reason. This is why I'm doing it. That's so good. I, I use the smart framework, but I think I like that better because uh, often same thing will happen. And, and I've also found in this process that if I'm not excited about the goals, if it's not a little risky, a little scary, uh, there isn't an element of failure. If I, you know, like then 
then I, I get bored with the goals and I just move on. So I, I like that you're defining that in your, in your actual statement of, of your goal. I think that works well. Uh, the last step in the, in this process is just to map out the next steps, you know, what, what I need to take to, uh, be successful in this goal. And once I've complete, completed these two parts of the review, uh, I feel pretty tired. Uh, so again, this is where I'm going to implement some rest or a good meal or, you know, I'll go to a basketball game, you know, like whatever, go to a play, you know, do something, um, to recharge because this is where once I know what the focus of the next quarter is going to be, I'm going to start looking at the structure in which I'm going to use to achieve them. And so this is step three is I review and I reset my rhythms. Um, and I, I, again, I know we talked about this in the weekly episode that goals are one thing goals like spur movement and, and get us excited. But I think where you really make an impact in your life is in the rhythms that you have. And this is, we've talked a lot about daily rhythms, uh, you know, morning startup, shutdown, evening, those types of things. Um, and it's, you know, how do I eat? How do I exercise? How do I do these things that are going to set me up to hit those goals? So I kind of build the house and then I lay the foundation and set the foundation on top of the house. And you could, I guess you could reverse these two, but, uh, you got to spend some time focused on the actual rhythms of how you work and get it cleaned up here. Yeah. We talked about rhythms like a daily startup and shutdown routine mm -hmm. in the daily planning episode. And if you've got them great, if you don't, this is a good opportunity to set those rhythms and what you'd like your mornings to look like and your evenings to look like or your afternoons to look like. Uh, for me, like this is kind of just to check the box like, hey, this still looks good. Like yes. my startup routine's still good. My shutdown routine's still good. Uh, maybe I'll experiment with this and add this in there. This is just a good opportunity to review it. Sometimes this, this doesn't take me very long at all. It's like, oh, yeah, that looks good. I'm going to no, keep totally doing that. Agree. And then there's other times like – there's some like my morning routine. I know I have my morning routine down. I'm always tweaking my evening routine because I've never quite figured it out. I think you have kind of something it's the similar. opposite. I'm always oh, no, I'm always opposite. tweaking yeah. my my morning routine and and yeah. uh, I've got kind of my evening routine mostly figured out. Yeah, but I actually physically write these out um, so that I'm committing to them for the next quarter. And then what'll happen is about a weekend I'll want to switch them again, and I'll be like, no. Oh, wow. I committed to this for a quarter. I'm going to try it for a quarter because again, back to being a pioneer versus a homesteader. I just like to switch things up all the time. Um, but these are areas I find are not super helpful to be switching all the time. So if I, there's a reason I said I was going to commit to it for a quarter. So generally I try to commit to it for a quarter without shifting these around. That's good. I'm going to steal that. I, uh, I'm always tweaking things and trying new sort of productivity techniques or new ways of organization and, and all that. Not because I think I'm going to get more done, but because I just find it really interesting. Like it's something yeah. that, that, uh, yeah, is interesting to me. And I, I don't think that's bad, but I think there is yeah. some wisdom in saying, Hey, I just made some changes. Let's see how those changes go. Because that's sometimes it. you don't realize the benefits of the change until you've done it for a while. And uh, I think to your point, Casey, if you're constantly changing stuff like I like to do, uh, you may not benefit at all. <laughs> well, and I get obsessive when I'm changing it. Now I've spent a whole day re-examining something as like, that was not the highest level impact I could have made that day. I probably should have got the project done that I procrastinated. You were in the uh, distraction zone. <laughs> I was in the distraction zone. 
there's a couple of other things that I really like to do in this. And, and I, I listed under rhythms. One is I create an ideal week every quarter where I will actually take the full week, you know, Monday through uh, Sunday. And I have a grid that has the hours of the day on it. And then I write out if I, if the ideal happened, what would my week look like? And I put, you know, things like one-on-ones and, and calendared meetings that are reoccurring, uh, date nights with my wife, right? Like family time, things like that and get them on a calendar and say, this is what an ideal day, this is what an ideal week would look like for me. And I actually then will load it into Outlook as a separate calendar uh, that I can then overlay with my real calendar. And if I get stressed out, if I get overtaxed, I can go and look at the template and say, what is pulling me off of the ideal week, which includes focus times, right? Includes deep work times. Uh, well, it's this thing that keeps coming over this, right? Like maybe I need to negotiate to have this meeting moved or, you know, maybe I need to block my calendar more in different places, but doing this every week, it also helps me look forward three months to see what big meetings I have coming up, uh, during this time. Oh, that's brilliant. I wish my calendar app let me like just overview or overlay a template of an ideal week. That's, that's really smart. I, I love that. Yeah, I don't remember how I figured it out either, and it's probably like breaking some back system at the university, but uh, I really love it, and it, it's really interesting um, because one other part that I can do with it is I can color coordinate, Like, and I will. I'll be like, uh, anything with my work is this color, anything with my family is this color, anything with the side business I own is this color, anything with church or a, a volunteer work I do is this color, and you can just snapshot that colors uh, calendar and it'll tell you where your time's going and help you look for areas to clean it up. That's really cool. One of the things that I've found about kind of developing the ideal week is that it gives you the opportunity to say, to get a little more real with yourself. Sometimes yep. I'll set some goals in the previous step that are pretty ambitious. And then I look at the ideal week and I'm going, okay, I might not be able to fit all of these things yeah. into now my ideal week because I had to get real real about other commitments I have in my life that aren't a goal per se, but that I've committed to uh, like family stuff or volunteer stuff. So I don't want to stop doing those things. And uh, the challenge is to kind of fit in our professional and personal goals around these other sort of areas in our life. And I think having the ideal week really gives you a tool to get a little more real, I guess, uh, with our time and attention and say, okay, can I really, commit to this thing. And if I can't really commit to it as I've drafted it, can I scale it back a little bit and, and still kind of hit the goal, um, or, or do some subset of that goal, uh, given my ideal week and doing, given the constraints I have on my time and, and all that stuff. Okay. So step three was to review and reset your rhythms and people might have more of this. You could set exercise goals here. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could do, uh, in this rhythm section, but take a minute to think about how you're working. You know, like metacognition is thinking about how you think like, this is like thinking about working on how you work, you know, when, when you're doing these and, and what could be tweaked. Then I go into, I think what is the most cathartic part of this. And I, what always ends up being my favorite is I spend several hours and I want to repeat this several hours, sometimes like 
you know, I, I got to the point where my quarterly retreats are a couple of days now. I do, you know, do them over a weekend and I take a Friday and then I come home on a Sunday and I will spend sometimes a whole day just getting organized. And because what I find is this is really hard to do when you're in the middle of a week, when you're in the middle of a day, uh, going through and reorganizing my notes, going through and organizing my email, um, cleaning up the folder, the 75,000 email folders that I've created and, and taking stuff out of them that I don't need any longer. And, and just spending some time getting, uh, organized. Like I have these projects and I want to have a, I want to have a dashboard for each project. So this is the time that I'm going to set up those dashboards with all the links and, uh, I think this more than anything, when I go back to work, back to the office, makes me feel like I've made a huge impact uh, on my week. So uh, I used to feel bad how much time I would take on this, and now I don't at all. I'll turn on a movie, I'll watch TV, and I'll just spend all this time getting organized that I would love to spend every day, but I know I just can't. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Um, do you? Uh, sometimes I'll like really geek out in this sort of organization step and I'll unfortunately create more work for myself during the <laughs> yes. week. Like, Oh, I have this great dashboard, but now I got to keep it updated. Yeah. Uh, so I I've tried to temper myself a little bit because I know yeah. that in the fire of everyday life, I might not be as diligent about updating my wonderful dashboards yeah. or, you know, whatever it is that I've, that I've got gotten organized or been able to geek out about. That's such a good point. I, and I've done that. Usually it's a spreadsheet that I created that I should not like spreadsheets are like cracked to me. Like I should not go anywhere near a spreadsheet during a retreat because, uh, you know, you'll just get lost in it. But I actually, the two that I think are the most valuable here is cleaning up my notes, going through and looking at them. And, and I'll have like 12 notes in a project plan. That's like, I've obviously prepped for a meeting, you know, like I'll have some things I want to ask in the meeting. And then I have nothing in there about what the response was, what the action step was. And, but it looks like, so when I go to find something, I have this page and pages of notes, but none of them mean a darn thing, you know? And so I'll go in and delete that, clean it out. And man, cleaning out your email folders is like a gift to yourself. Uh, it just, because then when you're searching for an email later, um, you, it's easier, right? Cause you've already deleted all that. And, and usually for me, it's the replies that I dumped in a fold, you know, it's like 17 emails for one subject that have gone back and forth. And if I just would have deleted, just save the last one versus all 17, uh, it would make it, but man, it feels so good when this done, like organizing your closet. That's how this feels. Yeah, that's always a nice feeling when you're just like super organized. You feel like, okay, I got this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's anything. It's a closet. It's a fridge. Like, But when you so, do it for your sort of personal productivity systems, it feels yeah. really good. I, I think it's a great feeling. You're like, okay, I got this. We can take over the world sort of feeling. It, it does. And you come with like a bounce back, right? You come with like you're, you're – I'm a little more efficient. I'm a little quicker you know, when I come back, which I think is nice. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Casey, was I know that in the full focus planner, there are pages to set up your month and yep. to set up the year and to set up, I think it's like 52 weeks. So you get like, um, a, a, there's a section, you know, where you can write in events that are going to 
be coming up in the next, you know, couple or I think 12 quarters, right? Uh, I'm wondering, do you do that? I, that's one of the things I really loved about the full focus planner is that it gave you this opportunity to kind of look ahead at things that aren't in the quarter necessarily, but that are coming up and that you may need to start planning uh, or preparing for during the quarter. Yes, absolutely. And that's actually in this section too, is I set up my planner for the next quarter and even just like rewriting out who this planner belongs to, like my email, you know, like stuff like that. And then I'll do a full year calendar review. Um, and that's actually back in, uh, in step two when I'm reviewing plans, I'll actually go through my whole calendar for the year. Now I'm not putting every time I have a staff meeting on there, I'm putting like you know, key trips, trips vacations. And, yeah, exactly. And, and how I know is I just look at if I use outlook and I just use what is scheduled at the top of the calendar, not during the day. Cause that's usually like I've blocked a day for something, but yeah, I'll write that all out. I, I don't write out every week, um, but I will do it at a month snapshot, um, to look at it even like, uh, Oh wow. I have a whole quarter coming up and I don't have one vacation day scheduled. Uh, that's an issue. So I'm going to go back and you know, I'm going to take a couple PTO days, you know. Or for me, it's like I have a vacation scheduled and I haven't booked flights yeah, and I, I haven't booked them. a hotel. <laughs> I need to start thinking about this. Yeah, I, I find that really helpful. I do that with my digital tools, um, but it's not as – I think there's just something really nice about kind of writing it out, seeing it yeah. black and white. Uh, I, I kind of missed that. I did, I did the full focus planner for about a year and that that's one of the key as it's kind of a small thing, but it's one of the aspects of the planner that, uh, I, I miss the most. It does something to your brain too. I don't know. Just like Mark, it's like, you know, uh, a lot of people drinking coffee in the morning is actually the ritual of making the coffee. Like, I think it's the same thing with that is it's tactile. You can, you can feel it. So I like the digital stuff too. I like cleaning all that out, but there's something fun about setting up your notebook and, you know, getting that it's kind of that feeling of going back to school and you get new school supplies and, and things like that. That was my, o- my one and only favorite thing about school was, school <laughs> was supplies. the supplies. It's the best part. <laughs> yeah. There is one thing too I do and I'll, I'll kind of lump it in, in this step, but it actually is once I get home and it, it, but I think it connects here is I will deep clean my office when I get home. And that means I'm going to like take everything off my desk. I have a big, beautiful wood desk. I dust the whole desk, you know, front and back and sides. And I clean my monitors. I organize my desk drawers. Like, again, it's back to this organization thing, but it's when I come home. And again, it just makes me feel so much more productive uh, going into the next quarter. That's probably super. I'm, I'm going to steal that. I, I, I clean my desk when it's so dirty, I have to clean it. <laughs> and it's it not is, like gross dirty like i don't have food or anything like that it's yeah it's just this things have piled up sometimes it's mail sometimes it's uh magazines or books i'm reading yeah. like things That's just it. pile up and uh and i uh yeah and then i'm like okay this is just i can't think in here anymore i need to clean it up and i think it's probably the dirtiest room in the house um just because when you if you have a home office, I'll say this, but even when I had an office in the building, I would do the same thing. I would I would I would deep clean it. I'd Clorox wipe everything um, because it is like no one takes a lot of time to vacuum under your desk. You know what I mean? Like it's just so it, it's always surprising to me how dirty it is. And I'm like, oh, this is filth. Like I can't. How do I work in this? So that's again, just a little treat to myself. It's super nerdy, but it makes me feel really good when I come back, um, ready to go. 
All right. Last step here, and this is kind of cheating. It's not even really a step. Is I just I schedule my next quarterly retreat. No, this um, is while, totally a step. Is this a step? This or is, is totally this a step. No, the yeah. best time to schedule your next vacation is on the heels of your last vacation or during yeah. your last vacation. Yep, that's the best yeah. time. This is the best yeah. time to schedule your next. The, the, the best time to schedule your next retreat is during your retreat. Yeah, because three months from now, my calendar's pretty beautiful. You know, exactly. at that point, it's it's a week before that is always going to be hard to find some time to get away and do this. And so, if you can get it on the calendar, and I'll even again, because I I would say ninety percent of the time I go away, I either book a hotel, I actually book the hotel right then, or I'll book the flight. Or uh, again, uh, you know, if it's a, if I'm going to spend the day in a co working space, I'll reserve the co working space right then so that. There, I give myself as few reasons as possible to weasel myself out of this quarterly retreat, which sounds like, why would you want to weasel out of it? There's just, there's oh, always so much going so on, easy. right? No, yeah, it really it's, it's is easy. easy. Like I, I have deferred quarterly retreats because I had other stuff going on or yeah. I just didn't get on top of it. It wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was that I just, I, 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 I forgot about it. <laughs> There's too much going on. Or I wanted to do time. it, but there was just too much going on. Yeah, it, It's really what it was and, uh, or, and is sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I think the trick is just get it on the calendar and to your point, yeah. you're going to have time in the future. And again, yeah. And again, why you need to have lots of time to do this. And again, uh, my recommendation would be to start with a day and then work your way up from there. Um, the other part, and I'll just, I didn't put this even in the notes here, but I want to add it is I give myself a little break between the retreat and re-entry with my family. Cause sometimes, uh, I'll come back home and my head will still be in this organization planning. So I know I need a couple of hours between when I wrap this up to when I'm going to be with my family. And again, usually a long walk or a good nap helps me kind of shut the door on this versus living in this for the rest of the weekend uh, as you're going. So, but that's a, that's a quarterly retreat. That That's what I do. Uh, that's what Jacob does. Uh, and I feel, I don't know if you feel like this, Jacob, I feel like people are sick of me talking about quarterly retreats because whenever I were around a leader or someone, I, I start to ask them about this. When's, when's your next retreat? Oh, how'd your retreat go? And, and uh, so I like to pressure people to do these. This is positive peer pressure. Well, Casey, it's working. A mutual friend of ours reached out to me, I think it was just yesterday, and uh, they indicated that, oh, I can't wait until... Uh, you guys release the quarterly retreat episode because I really <laughs> feel like I need a quarterly retreat. And, you know, so you planted some seeds there and, and one sprouted. Yes. So it, it, it's no, all I good. And, and yeah, the quarterly, I, I think once you do one, I was a little skeptical when I did my, my first quarterly retreat and, uh, now I'm sold. It, it, it's the, it's the like four best times of the year, I think for yeah. me. And it really does help me get some, gain some altitude, and uh and make good plans and uh and it 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 doesn't always end in success but it usually does and uh i think that's uh yeah that's a real testament to to how powerful a quarterly retreat is yeah it can really be life changing and i'll say for me it has sustained me through some really tough times too that this reflection is not always like oh hit all my targets hit my budget and sometimes it's like I'm really wounded in this area in my company or in my life or with a friend or, you know, and it gives me some uh, room to explore that too. And I love to just journal during this time, write things out. 
And, and again, my advice, there's no perfect way to do it. You can follow this step or you can just go, go sleep for two days. You'd probably do really well if you did that too. Uh, but just some time to work on your life versus working in your life, uh, I think is, is really important. So, yeah, well, totally agree. Totally. Agree. Yes. Love it. Okay. Well, a couple things before we go, we just want to remind you to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we are giving away two free books, not one book, two free books, Jacob and my favorite book on, uh, planning and deep work. So the free to focus book and the deep work, uh, book. So we're going to uh, do some drawings on those. Uh, we'd also love for you to leave a review uh, for us. That is the best way for people who don't know us personally to get a hold of our podcast and uh, to be able to uh, learn from some of this, join the community. And if you like it, send us an email, uh, feedback at leaderfables.com. If you don't like it, you can email Jacob directly and he will uh, take those emails. I only like the positive. Yeah, just just, just send me an email. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can take the heat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so next time we will dive into yearly planning. And I think there's some fun stuff in this one and, and how it differs from quarterly planning. And then I think the, the life changing one that coming is the life plan. So make sure you keep listening. Uh, every Tuesday, uh, we'll have these out. Anything else, Jacob? No, that's it. That's it, Casey. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Jacob. Uh, until then, lead on. Lead on. <laughs>